Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one liberating page of Talmud each day. And in today's page, Kiddushin 18, the Talmud does it again. As the rabbis so often do, they give us something that seems completely technical, completely almost like, you know, legalistic minutia, but actually contains multitudes and asks the most profound questions about human nature. Have a listen. The sage is taught. If the property he stole, just a slave, was worth 1,000, and as a slave, he is worth only 500, he is sold and sold again. If the property he stole was worth 500 and he is worth 1,000, he is not sold at all. Rabbi Eliezer says, if the property he stole was exactly equal to his value, if he were sold, he is sold, and if not, he is not sold. Now, again, these pages discussing slavery are so uncomfortable for us enlightened moderns. And yet the rabbis are really asking, I think, a very deep, true and eternal question in today's page, which is really, what is a person worth? What is the worth of human life? And here to help us answer this question and nothing more is Rabbi Adam Baldwin of Sha'are Tikva in lovely Scarsdale, New York. Rabbi, thank you so much for having us here in this beautiful sanctuary. It's so wonderful to be here, Liel. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I'm so happy to be hosting today. It is a pleasure. And yet, tell us, when you read a discussion like this, the rabbis are saying, well, you know, what are you worth, man? Where does it lead you? So for me, what's most troubling about it is that it seems like the rabbis are actually trying to get to a balance of what happens if a person steals an amount that is more or less than what they're worth. And for the rabbis, it seems like the Talmud is saying, well, if it's equal at the end of the day, we can be okay with it. Um, there happens to be, I think, uh, underlying this whole idea, a real problem with the idea that slavery is real. I think the rabbis are always up against the idea that there's slavery in the Torah, and we're dealing with a world in which there really is no slavery. Right? The same with Yovel. Yovel is the opposite. Yovel is the opportunity for all slaves to be completely free after 50 years or after six years. I think the rabbis are holding on to the idea that all human beings are created equal in the image of God with this problematic idea of slavery. And so what we learned from this sugya, I think, are the rabbis trying to deal with these numbers, but also the reality that every single person is created b'tselem elokim. Every person is created in the image of God. And yet, we have problems in the world. We are living in a chaotic situation of human beings that make decisions that really go against what the divine will is. And what is the divine will? For people to be able to be free. And so most of these sugyot where we're talking about slavery are actually talking about the end of slavery and us giving money to slaves in order to help them be free with divine purpose and with dignity. And so this is one of those parts of our sugya that I think is thinking about how do we deal with this real world situation, but also reminding ourselves and remembering that B'Tselem Elohim is an important topic for us to also consider. Kind of a radical notion, right? Because here they are, as you said, they're looking at a concept straight from the Torah and then sort of superimposing it on life and on humanity. And rather than do the kind of maybe natural thing of saying, well, this no longer applies. It was written a long time ago when things were different, which us moderns, Lord knows, have the tendency to do all the time. They're like, no, let us let us dive deeper. 
Exactly. Um, you're also dealing with geneva. You're dealing with theft. The idea that people are stealing from one another. And so there are real consequences for the immoral actions that we take. And while slavery is not something that we might go to in order to solve the problem of what to do with people that make mistakes, that's one option that the Torah gives the rabbis in order to use that kind of language. But I think it's really important for us to also recognize what are the ways in which we act out punishment today. Are we using deterrent? Is there a system for enslavement that's modern? The idea that you can not sell yourself, but you can have real debt. And is there a way of paying that off and actually making retribution to the person that you hurt and of society? And we have a system that's connected to Yom Kippur, which is coming up in our calendar, of how we can make amends, and only then can we be forgiven. I think part of this is just a, a, a nascent understanding of what it means for us to think about systems of retribution that make sense today. That is so wonderful, and yet I cannot let you go without a general reflection, because here we are, we're still in the throes of Elul, the month of reflection and contemplation and introspection. As you said, Tishrei is just around the corner. So as we stop and, and read something like today's Duff, and as we contemplate our worth and how we calculate it, Leave us with one nugget of wisdom. How should we better understand worth, our own and others? I think it's important for us to allow the Talmud to give us perspective into the various roles that human beings can play in the daf, right? Are we the person that makes a mistake and steals from someone else? If so, how would we want to be judged? And if we're in the perspective of looking at someone who has made a mistake, how do we want to judge that person? The Talmud in a different segment with the story of Bruria and Mayer um, recognized that there are people that make mistakes. And as Bruria very wisely reminds Mayer, it's not the people that are problematic, it's their actions. And so as we go into this period of repentance, it's important for us to remind ourselves that everyone makes mistakes. We can judge ourselves a little bit more lightly and judge others a little bit more lightly, knowing that we are all in the same boat together. As the Talmud so famously put it, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> Rabbi, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you, Leo. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnik, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one. Subscribe to our newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at take one.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.